Well, I don't know how happy I am to be in Ohio, but this is where I'm at. <laughs> Amen. The Lord's been good to us and um, allowed us to be in, in the house of the Lord. We count it an honor every chance we get to go to church. Um, just a, it's just a place to be for a Christian. Um, I want to give honor to our pastor, his absence. It's always a song goes through mind when he's not here and of course, I don't know if everybody knows it, but there ain't no sunshine when he's gone. <laughs> he's always gone too long. Of course, the folks that know the song can say, and I know, I know, I know, no. <laughs> and I was raised in church. <clears throat> Amen. But the Lord's been good to us. Amen. To let us come to the house of the Lord and want to give honor to the ministry here, all the ministers in the house of the Lord and the dear saints of God. Oh, God loves you. Amen. God loves the saints of God. You've been very kind to us since we've been here. Uh, still don't. I, the church I was at in California, they, um, they had a book that had everybody's picture and name in it, so I, it was easy. We'd go home and say, who was that you were talking to? Find their picture, and we finally learned their names. But um, I haven't got a book yet for everybody here, so bear with us in learning everybody's name. But God bless you tonight. I'm going to Genesis chapter 19. Um, very familiar portion of scripture. If you want to honor the word of the Lord, you can stand if you, amen. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 1 said, There came two angels to Sodom at evening. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, and he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet. And ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the streets all night. And he pressed them greatly. And they turned in unto him and entered into his house and made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. You can be seated. I'll be reading some other portions of scripture. This was a, um, let me just, I'll give you the title. I don't know how the media does it, but. I want to preach on just for a few moments tonight. There's an angel in Sodom. There's an angel in Sodom. I, I don't know how bad Sodom, I don't even know the level it was at. Um, I know the level we're at. I probably don't even know actual the level we're at, but I, what I know about the level we're at, um, it's bad. I don't know if we're at the level of Sodom. Um, I don't want to read the whole story of of this passage, and I know Lot gets a, a bad rap sometimes because he took the well-watered plains, but that, he kind of sounds like me. I'd rather have well-watered plains than Rocky Mountains. It's just a, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll take that down. That looks like some good land. So uh, he took the well-watered plains, and Abraham took the mountain. They separated their ways, and evidently this, this place Sodom was a, a very wicked place. Um, its wickedness rose up before God, and God said, I'm going to, to destroy that city. And, of course, I don't know how all this happened, but in, in the process of time talking about destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, wait, maybe we should inquire of Abraham and let him know what we're doing. That, that's pretty powerful. And so they inquired with Abraham, and he said he began to deal with the Lord 
I'm barter with the Lord. If there's 40 righteous, would you spare it? Yes, I'll. He got down to where he said, if there's 10 righteous, would you spare it? He said, if there's 10, I'll spare the city. And they went their ways. And upon this moment, Lot sitting at the gate, he looked out uh, and seen two men coming into the city. And there was something different about these men. There maybe he felt something different about them because he bade them into his house to stay. And, of course, they wanted to abide in he knew the level of Sodom. No, you don't want to abide there. And, of course, they went into the house. He fed them. And then there was a noise on the outside of the house that began to take place as this wickedness began to rise, even on the outside level. And they came to uh, want to know who come into your house. Who are these men? And, of course, the Bible talks about why they wanted uh, to inquire of these men. And so in the process of all of that, Amen. The men had to eventually uh, put blindness upon everybody outside the house. And they um, groped all night long, the Bible said. But that's not where I want to go. But anyways, in all of the process of this, um, Lot began to talk to these men. And he said, do you have any? God's going to destroy this city. Do you have any uh, children? And so he left somehow during the time and went and inquired of his son-in-laws and daughters and other children that were there and uh of course you know i was in a uh i got two children that are not in church one son that's in church and i was in a meeting one time and i heard a preacher begin to say he said i'm praying even so lord jesus come quickly and something jumped in my spirit and i said i know the lord's going to come whether i want him to or not but that's not what i'm praying i said i'm gonna be honest before you lord i don't pray that because i have children yet that maybe I can reach to get back into the fold before, amen, the dreadful day of the Lord. But in, in the point of time, he went and they laughed at him and they began to mock uh, as if they've heard it before. And, of course, we can, some of us can relate to that same process that we begin to tell the world and people of this world that, um, that, that Jesus is coming. And so they began to look at you like, I've heard that for years and I've heard it for years. So he came back to, to them, but the, the point I want to get mostly tonight is in verse 16. And it said, while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. They, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. You know, I listened to pastor as he began to preach, and it's been in a different vein the last, I don't know, a couple weeks or so. It's been in a different vein. Reaching for us. There's a constant reaching for the people of God. And I don't know if you um, are bogged down with this life. In fact, the Bible said you can be caught up with just the cares of this life. Things of life can get a hold of you. Just the average living, just the average working, just the average getting up every day and doing the same thing day after day. Amen. It, you become attached to jobs. You become attached to neighborhoods. You become attached to areas that we live in. Amen. To where you, you get comfortable. You get to where you really like what you're doing. You really like where you're at. You really are. It's, it's a good thing to be where you are. You get stuck into life. 
And so here he was in this city, but it, it's not just the city that kept him. And of course, the Bible, as Pastor mentioned this morning, amen, he said the Bible said that that righteous man Lot, his soul was vexed from day to day with the hearing and the seeing of the wickedness of that day. And so in all that we're doing, in all that was happening, to have two angels come in and tell you God's going to destroy this city, in all of that, they still had to go and finally grab their hands and say, come on, we got to get out of here. Took a hold of the lot, took a hold of his wife, grabbed his two daughters by the hand and began to lead them out of the city because God said, I'm going to destroy the city. I see a rainbow in the sky, and every time I see a rainbow, amen, I begin to think of the promise of God where he said, I'll not destroy the earth with water no more, but the next time I'll destroy it with fire. Men have been preaching day. He said, go preach. Amen. From the beginning of time, he told them as soon as he let them go preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. We've heard it day after message. I, don't, I began to think while I was praying, how many messages have I heard? I can't, I don't even know how to start counting. The camp meetings, the conferences, I've heard, uh, I said the presence of verbal being. I know it, I'm trying to bring up names that maybe are icons of our day or legends of Pentecost. I heard he preach on hell. One night at a camp meeting, that man would shake you to your core, and yet here I stand tonight, lingering. Hey Amen. Folks, this is not nothing new. This ain't, this ain't a, it's a normal thing for humans. We're in the process of things. We're in the process of living. We're in the process of doing, running to and fro. In fact, when Jesus began to talk in Revelations, the first part of Revelations, he, he, John, the revelator, was, was praying. He heard a voice behind him that sounded like a trumpet. When he turned, he seen the golden candlesticks, a light. I mean, he, he, it was amazing, the voice that he heard. And he began to inquire and began to tell them, these are my angels of the church, the seven churches. And then he said to the seven churches, to the angel of these churches, I write unto you. He began to write to the preachers and he began to talk to the preachers and tell them, let me tell you what, Pastor Urshan is. He's an angel to this church. Not just this church. He's an angel to this city. Amen. If you're a minister of God and you preach the word of God, let me tell you what the Lord classified you as an angel. Amen. Our, our mission, our goal, our, our, our objective is that we would reach out and get a hold of somebody. And let's get out of here before it's too late. Amen. The Lord said, I'm going to destroy, but I'm telling you what, he never destroyed a place without first sending an angel in to warn the people. Hallelujah. Thank God that there's an angel in Sodom. No, there wasn't 10 saved out of Sodom, but there were four that were brought out of Sodom. Thank God that he sent an angel down to that city and brought four people out. Amen. I wish he could have brought more out. Hallelujah. But oh, here we sit in 2015, 16. Here we sit. 
I've heard my father passed and gone, but ever since I can remember, I've heard him preach, these are the last days. Man, I'd hear him cry, aloud and spare not. He preached the word, and were tireless preaching. They spent their lives traveling. Brother Enos, I don't know you much, but what I've heard, the travels, the, the time, the money, the, the energy spent, amen, just trying to get somebody to get out of here. Just trying to get somebody to, come on, come on, let me get you again. Let me reach for you one more time. Amen. And I'm telling you what, there's times I sit in the pew that actually in the spirit, the man of God walked back and got a hold of me and drug me out of there. Literally had to in the spirit because I was so steeped in what I was doing. I was so into my job. I was so into my home. I was so into what I wanted to do. That they had to come back literally in my seat in church and grab a hold of me. Amen. This morning, did not you feel the tug of the Holy Ghost? Amen. When he preached on the reckoning day coming, did you not feel that pulling? Amen. That pulling of your spirit to get up out of your seat. Amen. To walk down to an altar. God, forgive me for what I've done. Hey, I want to be ready to get out of here. Let me say it to all of us again. God's going to destroy this world. When he's done, he said there's not a stone that's going to be left upon another. But you know the greatness of all of this? There's an angel. There's an angel in Sodom. There's an angel in Cincinnati tonight. Amen. Reach it. Tell it, folks, go get your children. Pray for your neighbor. Oh, lift your hands and love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me say this to the church. Hey, man, you think it's pressure being a saint. You ought to try being the man that's over the saints. <laughs> Amen. The weight, the burden, not just of the message, but of people's souls, their lives. I don't know what you're going, all of us are going through something. There's none of us in here exempt from fighting. I remember old C.W. Shue, I don't know if many here even know of him, old Texas preacher. I remember him, uh, he came to our church preaching years ago, and he sang a song, I was little, I never forgot the song. He said, I get up in the morning, big old tall Texan, I look in the mirror, and I start singing, I'll be glad when you're dead, you rascal, you. I thought, man, there's something wrong with him. I was a little kid. I wouldn't tell him that. Dear God, no. <laughs> no way I'd say it to him. But that's what he was thinking. I was, in my mind, I thought, dear God, he wants to die. You know. We look in the mirror like we're something. You know. But I, I began to understand that the greatest enemy I got is my own flesh. Every day I get up, it wars against the spirit. Amen. The, Paul said, I'll tell you how it is. The things that I would do, I don't do. When I would do good, evil's present. That that I should do, I don't do. I understand where you're at, Paul. 
Amen. But when I get that way, amen, I, one of the great things about coming to the house of God, David said, when my foot was well and I slipped, amen, I entered into the sanctuary of the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you something. Then I understood their end. Amen. Look at them driving what they want to drive. Amen. It looks like they're happy. It looks like they're having a good time. Let me tell you what you need to do. Come on into the house of God. And you'll hear the angel one more time tell you, we're getting out of here. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're getting out of here. Thank God there's an angel in Sodom. One of the sad things about this story was, amen, they wanted the angels. Let me tell you what this world wants to get here. Love to get the man of God. They would love to get the angel of the church. Hallelujah. Somebody brought up a deal. I think it was Brother, uh, I'll get the name, Jordan. Amen. About praying for the pastor every day for the month of October. Oh, man, they're groping for him. Spirits of this world are groping for somebody that's reaching for your soul. Somebody said, man, he's pretty hard today. No, he's not hard. He's trying to get you out. You ain't seen hard yet. Amen. He's trying to get you out of this place. Amen. One of these days, amen, you'll be on heaven's street looking back, thanking God. I'm glad I had an angel come and pull me out of here. I'm glad I had somebody to come by and preach the word of God to my soul. That's why we need to go to church. Yeah, my foot gets slippery sometimes too. Hey, man, I get looking to what I'm driving, what they're driving. Get looked where I'm living and what they're. They don't have to go to church. They don't have to do what I do. Oh Lord, you know, I don't know. Lot's wife gets a bad rap. I don't know how else to, what other kind of rap to give her, but. <laughs> Remember Lot's wife, Jesus said. Well, let's go see what she did. She turned back. Let me say, moms, there, there's nobody loves her kid like a mother loves it. Dads, we're great. We're fine. Brother, there's no love like a mother's love. I don't know if she heard the screams coming up in that place, Brother. If she heard maybe her daughter, her son-in-law, and she turned. Normally when a mother hears a scream, they automatically turn for their child. They know their child's voice better than anybody. Your kid get lost in the store and you hear it holler out, Mom. There's tons of moms in there, but only one mom knows that kid. Hallelujah. Only one mother knows that voice, and it begins to go looking for that child. Hallelujah. No doubt she was walking that street. They're pulling her out. Run for the mountains. Run for the mountains. Run. Amen. On their moving through, amen, the smoke and the hell and the brimstone fell upon Solomon and Gomorrah. No doubt the screams were heard miles away. But let me tell you something. Before all that happened, there was an angel that walked into the city. If there's ten righteous brothers, we're going we're to leave the city alone. We won't destroy this city. If there's ten, he had ten. He knew there was ten there. He knew the names. God spared them ten. Oh, man, I'm reaching for children. I'm reaching for friends. 
I got friends who started along this way that I started in who are now no longer sitting on pews, but they're playing in bar rooms. Awesome musicians, and I'm thinking, God, how can I reach for them one more time? Amen. Spirits are groping for the ministry. They're groping for, amen, so many things, trying to get the preacher. They want to get the angels. Oh, I'll tell you what, I believe there's times, brother, that there's prayer going up for us we don't even know about. Somehow the devil's blinded. I've walked away from things and said, wow, I don't know how I got out of that. I wasn't that strong, brother. I don't know how I got away from that. I don't know how I got through that. I'll tell you what, there was an angel somewhere who said, God, blind the devil today. Blind the enemy today. I'll tell you what you ought to do when your kids go to that school. God, blind the enemy. They're trying to get our kids. Amen. The spirits are trying to get into, infiltrate our schools, to get in our neighborhoods and our children. Why? So that when the angel comes, they're going to laugh at him and say, no, nah, I've heard that so much. Oh, Jesus, help me today. Thank God for Pastor Urson. Thank God for the ministers here that's preached. They're not trying to, to do anything, but one thing they're trying to do is to get you out of here. You know why I come to church? Because I need to get out of here. Preachers aren't exempt from the Word of God. The Bible said, you know what you do? You preach to save yourself and then them that will hear you. Somebody said, man, that preacher has it all together. Listen, no, it's probably why I'm preaching my problem. A lot of preachers do. They preach your problem. Some of the time I didn't have faith. You know what I preached? Faith. I didn't think I could make it through. I went to the Bible and the Lord would lead you to a place. Preach that I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. That's the way God works. This is what strengthens us. When my foot became well, now I slipped. You know what I had to do? I had to get up myself and go to church. And you know what? I found out somebody reaching out and getting a hold of my hand. Ah, let's get out of here. Oh, I'm glad for all those folks that got their ducks in a row. <laughs> I'm glad for all you that have your ducks in a row. Mine are in a pond somewhere. I just got to go. When I need my duck, I go hunting it. I find it sometimes. I don't find it. My ducks are on a pond. I don't know. They're not in a row, but I know one thing. I'm in the house of God. I'm telling you what, church, you better be happy. You better be happy. You better be happy there's an angel trying to reach for your soul again. Young people, you ever be happy there's an angel, amen, that comes by every now and then and grabs a hold of you, a hold of your spirit by the preaching of the word of God and brings you to an altar. Let me say this to you folks. The Bible said, it's the goodness of the Lord that leads you to the repentance. You don't repent on your own. You feel bad and sorrowful for what you've done. You know what that is? That's God's goodness trying to get us out of here. Thank God for an angel. Lot, hey man, he ended up with just three, him and his daughters, and a bunch of mess come out of that, but we won't go into the mess. If we looked in our lives, we got a bunch of mess in our lives. <laughs> one preacher was preaching one time, he said, you know who we are? 
We're the sum total of all of our stinking relatives. <laughs> I got thinking about that. <laughs> Man, where does that... Brother told me the other day, he said, know what's wrong with you Medes? In fact, when I was golfing with Pastor, he goes, oh, we finally got the Medes and the Persians together. <laughs> Persians are a nicer folk. They're more of a peaceful folk. The Medes are Irish and German. They're, they're, they're quick to anger. They're qu so God has to really work on us Medes. But, oh, God, every time my spirit gets crossed up, I'm glad God still has me where there's an angel to get me out of here. That's why I'm in the house of the Lord tonight. Oh, let me say, God is not mocked. The evil servant ain't saying it with his mouth, but he said in his heart, the Lord is delayed his coming. The cry of our day, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It don't change. It's, it was back in the apostles' day. It's the cry of our day. Repent. Your greatest asset is repentance. Your greatest asset is repentance. And in all that we're doing and all the service we have, it's still, they got to grab a hold of us and get us out of here. We're fighting and scraping to stay. We're fighting and scraping. Lord, hold on. Oh. Amen. It's hard to comprehend the rapture. We're trying to comprehend things that when Jesus said, let there be light. <laughs> wow. The sun is what? How many million light years away or whatever? I could have looked it up and had it for you. Anybody know it off the top of your head? Thank you. 93 million miles? Imagine that. Let there be light. 93 million miles away, there's light. If it, was a, if it was a degree closer, it'd burn us up. If it was a degree away, perfect, let there be light. He just spoke it. And we're trying to comprehend this. I can't even comprehend, amen, the, the Sodom and Gomorrah. Hard for me to comprehend even this story we're reading about, even though we're starting to see similarities in our world today. But the only thing that I get a close comprehension of is the angel. The only thing that I can relate to the most is that angel. Amen. When I hear him preach, I get under conviction, and I feel that hug. Come on, Dave. Come on, boy. Let's get out of here. Come on, boy. Come on. Let's go repent. Amen. Let's ask God to help you one more time. You can make it. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You can do it. You can make it all the way. Thank God for an angel. There's an angel in Sodom. Let me try one more time. I don't know how many times I've been to church. Of course, I, I come up under a, a pretty rough element. And I go learn what my dad would always say when he didn't want to explain something. Say, go learn what that means. We'd all leave and go home and wonder, hmm. <laughs> wonder what he meant. We had a bunch of, bunch of couples in our church. There was like nine couples got married one year and I think eight the next year. Got all these couples sitting around church. I come from a family of 12 kids, six boys and six girls. We wasn't Catholic. I don't know what happened. Most of them were born in September and October. I just told mom, it must have been some powerful New Year's. 
Shut up, boy. What are you talking about? Go learn what that means. No, don't. Don't learn. Anyways, we're all standing around there worshiping God. My dad said, I'll tell you what. You ain't going to invite them in. Go home and build a church. We're all looking at him. Go learn what that means. Lord, we got learning what that means. There was kids all over the place the next couple years. Started multiplying and growing in the church. So when we say that, go learn what that means, it's time we just don't explain things. I'm telling you what, in this day and time, there's things happening out there that we don't even want to talk about. We don't want to deal with even. I don't even, I don't like to read. Oh my God, you read, not just read, you see it now, it's in the open. Everything's coming out of the open. Oh, I'm glad for a place I can get away and just walk into the house of God. And let the angel of the church cry aloud unto my soul. Reach for me one more time, preacher. Reach for me one more time. remember going to meetings and I didn't feel saved. I went to a meeting one night. I'll never forget it. I just felt I was such a failure. I just, I, the devil can make you feel, you feel like a failure just for anything. You know, I see people going down the street talking to themselves, and I wonder, they get laughing and talking. I look at them and say, man, that'd be neat to do one day. I don't. I, I say that in jest. I, I don't, Lord, don't take me serious. But I see them talking to themselves. I remember the man that, that told the story about him, the things that were pressing on him so much that he was, he started taking drugs, ended up in the gutter, dirty needles. And finally, he said, I, I was going to die. He said, and I, 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 went to, I went to the hospital because I didn't want to die in the gutter. My body was so full of junk. Drugs took me down. Homeless. Nothing. No family. Nobody. He said, I was in this room and all, I heard voices in my head screaming at me. Things hollering at me and curses and swearing and all these things. Screaming at me. I couldn't even get it. He said, but there was one little voice I heard of a little lady that told me every day I'd pass her little corner. said, the day you call upon the Lord, he'll help you. So I laid in that hospital and all this screaming going on, all this cursing in my head and laughing at me. You're no good. Look at you now. He said, I remember that little voice come through. I don't know where it come from. It said, the day you call it. He said, I screamed out, Jesus! Right in that room, he said, and every voice quieted it down. He said, every voice that was screaming at me went away. Let me tell you something. The devil will tell you, you ain't. You're a failure. You'll have voices talking to you. You're not talking back to them, but I'm telling you, there are voices talking to people in this church. Amen. You've been battling things in your mind. You've been battling things in your spirit that nobody knows here. And really, who cares who knows it? God knows it. That's the one who cares. But I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll send an angel by. I remember the night I walked into that conference feeling like I was done. I said, I know what that preacher's going to preach. He's going to preach the judgment of God. Amen. And I'm going to be due forever. And the man got up and said, God changed my message right before I walked up here. And I want to tell somebody here that God loves you. And he wants to help you. angel reaching out for me once again 
grabbing me from that pew saying, yes, you're all right, come on. Let me tell somebody here tonight that's going through something. Amen. One more time. Let's reach for you. Let me tell you, man. Let me tell you, woman, young person, God loves you. And God cares what you're going through. I don't, I don't need to know what it is. But we're all fighting battles in ourselves. But God, before the destruction comes, he always sends an angel. One more time, let me reach for somebody here tonight. Musicians, you can come. Hey, Amen. It could be the person sitting next to you. It could be your son. It could be your daughter. I don't know what spirit's groping after us all. But I'm telling you what, they don't rest. The only time they rest is when their blindness is sent upon them. And I'm free. I heard pastor today say, you'll be feeling good, but as soon as you leave, the, the archer's going to be down at the end of the corner. Hey Amen. He might not be at that corner, but he might be at the next corner down there on Cooper Road. He, oh, I'm not going that way. I'll tell you what, go Montgomery. He'll probably be on that corner reaching for you, trying to get a hold of you. But let me tell you something. There's a God. You're in a place right now where there's an angel reaching for your soul. Hey Amen. There's an angel here to tell you that God wants to save you, that God wants to help you, that God wants to get you out of here. One more time, there's an angel in Sodom, and he delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. God knows how. God knows what you're going through. God knows where you're at. God knows where your foot's at. I heard a black preacher one time preaching said, I'll tell you what, if you slip, don't slide. Hey Amen. If you slip, don't slide. Get back into church. I don't care what happened this week. I don't even care what happened this afternoon. Hey Amen. You're back in the house of God once again. Hallelujah. I don't care what you were thinking about on your way to church. You're in church now. You're in a safe place. Amen. God blind every spirit that's trying to get a hold of people in this place. Bind the spirits in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank God for an angel. I thank God for an angel. Let me tell you something. You're not going to be destroyed without God sending you an angel first. You're not even going to take yourself down without God sending an angel to you. I don't even know what your need is here tonight, but I know, I forget who was telling the story, but I remember a story of an old preacher told one time his church was in financial trouble and it was, they needed $1,100 for something. And that'd be, that's, that's okay, that's pretty good money. Back then that'd been a, that'd been a, that'd been like wallpaper. But, God, I need you to answer this prayer. Devil laughing. You ain't going to have a church very long. You're not doing nothing for God. Look at you. You can't make it. He said, man, there was a knock on the door. He went to the door, opened up. There was a man standing there. He said, I was told to deliver this envelope to you. He said, really? He said, who told you to deliver it? He said, I'm not, I wasn't supposed to tell you who. He grabs the envelope, opens it up. There's 11 $100 bills in there. 
He said, sir, I want to know who sent you. He said, I wasn't told not to tell. He said, have a good day, sir. And he walked off the porch. Well, this man's kind of a, he went after him. He said, I got to find out who this character is. Run down off his porch, went around the side of the house, and there was nobody there. Looked around everywhere, looked down the street, because he couldn't have got far. He said, I was standing there. He went down by the bushes, turned the corner to the house. He said, I thought I'll catch him around the back. Any man would have caught him. He said, when I went around the side of the house, there was nobody there. He said, then understood I there. There was an angel that was standing before me. Oh, man. Thank God for an angel. I'm telling you what, I don't care how wicked this world gets. I don't care how bad it gets out there. God's going to have an angel here. God's going to have an angel visit you. God's going to have an angel to uphold your spirit. God's going to have an angel to help you. Stand with me tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I don't know my brother or my sister here tonight. Lord, I don't even know where Pastor Urshan is, but I want you to bless him and help him tonight. Oh, Lord, an angel went to that church to help somebody there, Lord. Would you touch them and help them and reach for them? But, God, while we're here, is there somebody here that wants, that you feel the tug of the Holy Ghost tugging at your, your heart again? I want you to step out and just come up and let God love you one more time. Let God reach for you one more time. Let God touch your spirit one more time. They're groping for your soul, but let God touch you. Let God help you one more time. I don't care what you've done or where you've been. I don't care what voices are talking to you. Let God touch you. He wants to get you out of here. He wants to save you. He wants to help you. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe you ought to pray for somebody next to you. Just lay your hand on them. God, help my brother. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're, you're fighting. I don't know what spirits are groping for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. All the way. Yeah, Lord. All the way. Hallelujah. All the way. Touch my children, Lord. Save my children, Lord. Save my children. Save your children. I'm going all the way. Hallelujah. I'm going all the way with the Lord. Thank you, God. Save me, Lord. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come on, you feel that angel. Grab your hand. Let him lead you out of here. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, Lord. 